0: You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world, not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now here's Molly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business with Purpose podcast. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. Her name is Megan Brosterman, and she is the CFO and co-founder of Victoria Road, an ethical fashion brand that is located in Pakistan. And they have a really unique model. They actually work with designers in Pakistan. They have a vertical supply chain that is transparent, and all located right in Pakistan. And they are doing just amazing things. Their clothing is beautiful. They make clothing and accessories for women and little girls. And I just adore Megan. I adore this brand. And I can't wait to share more with you today. So enjoy my conversation with Megan. Hey, Megan, welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Molly. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy mom and you're just for the listeners. This podcast is like I mean it's like a miracle it's happening. I mean it's like (laughs) the stars have been aligned against us but we are making it happen. Absolutely. (laughs) How are you?
1: How are you? I'm doing well. I'm um, sitting here having my coffee
0: and um, I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> I like it. Um, so for those that don't know, Megan is the co-founder and CFO of Victoria Road, an ethical fashion brand. And we're going to talk all about that and the amazing things Victoria Road is doing and just the a very unique approaches to ethical fashion. But first, before we do that, Megan, I would love for my listeners to get to know you. So can you give us the Megan 101? Okay. Tell, tell us sure. You know where you're from, where, where'd you go to school, what'd you study, and uh, you know what kind of things transpired to get you to where you are now?
1: Yeah, well, um, it's been a long and winding road. Um, I am from uh, outside Philadelphia, a place called Media, Pennsylvania, Media. which actually, yeah, it happens to be hmm. the first fair trade town in the country, as what? far as I understand, which is pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to need to look um, into this
0: because that sounds pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really um, great fair trade shops um, in, in the town center. I'm not from the town center. I'm from you know, the burbs, burbs, but, heard, like, um, the
0: burbs of but media, Pennsylvania, the burbs of the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it kind of sounds like, all right, all right. Uh, but yeah, no,
1: I always, you know, but being around that always got me interested in fair trade, um, as a means of economic development. So that, that was pretty cool. I was an econ major actually in college. I went to UVA, um, uh, I'll forgive you for
0: that. I'll forgive you for that. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm from Virginia. You know, I'm from Virginia. My sister went to Virginia Tech. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't go yeah. to. I went to. I went to Christopher Newport University. I don't even know if you've okay. heard of it. Um, it's in. It's in Hampton Roads. So. Okay. I mean, most yeah. of the time, I'm always like, I'm always like, yeah. I've seeing you," yeah. and like nine of out of ten people are like, "Yeah, I have no idea where that is." And that's
1: <laughs> <fine>. so, <laughs> sorry.
0: Continue. Oh
1: man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not from the South. So. <laughs> But I I lived there for a while and I loved it. Um, But, um, but yeah, no, so I went to UVA, went, moved up to New York after that, worked in finance for a little bit, didn't like that. Um, Then I went to law school because I, I really, my idea was, you know, to get into economic development some way. um, I was thinking I would maybe, moved to D.C. after law school and work at, you know, like USAID or Development Bank or something down there. That was like the trajectory. And um, I did. I went to um, work in the project finance um, department of one of the law firms down in D.C. after law school. And uh, that's where I met my co-founder, Shannon, actually. Um, And she was a mentor of mine. Um, If you are not in law or work in project finance, you might not know, but a lot of, um, a lot of associates who go to work, um, doing infrastructure projects at firms, um, after law school are often the people who want to get into development work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's, it's kind of like a stepping stone. Um, but yeah, so we were, you know, we found out that we were both interested, um, in the same types of stuff. And we became very good friends. She came to my wedding years later after I'd moved back to New York and, um, we just always stayed in touch. And as I said, I moved back to New York, got married, had a couple kids, um, stopped working as an attorney, um, but always stayed in touch with Shannon. And, um, she was starting this project. Um, it went through like several iterations. Um, and, uh, and, and finally a couple of years ago, I joined up with her to really bring it to life. So that's kind of me and, and, and the Victoria road birth story all kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. But, so you were like, yeah, I have two beautiful girls who I am. I'm a stay at home working mom,
0: <laughs> which is, I am also a stay at home working mom. So I, yeah completely understand. Which kind
1: of defines my existence, as
0: you know. It does. It does. I mean, I I mean I will ne- I, I I hate the you know the mommy wars where it's like you know if you're not a stay at home mom you're yeah. you know you're a bad mom <laughs> if you're not a working mom you're not a bad mom you're you're a bad mom like it's like you know all it it momming is a hard job okay Exactly Momming in general is a hard job um but like being in a very unique group of people who stay at home full time with their kids and work from home full time. It is really yeah. it's really hard.
1: It's a lot of juggling.
0: It it's is. a lot of juggling and not much sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. People are like when do you work? I'm like um, always um, like at night. <laughs> at night. <laughs> at night, weekends, uh, like while I'm also bouncing a baby and yeah, watching right. the 55th <laughs> episode of Sophia the First. I mean like yeah. Oh yeah. You just you just kind of make it happen. I mean it's like You just kind of go through that phase where you're like, life is crazy. This is just what it is. And it's going to be fine.
1: Absolutely. And and we're thriving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I wouldn't change it for the world. It's just crazy. But, you know, and and you just eventually you just kind of are like, this is my life right now. It's not going to always be like this. And you just cherish the moments you have. Exactly. So, Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, so you help me with this. Are you at like? Are you still a lawyer? You like used to be a lawyer, and then well, things like sort of. Well, you know, changed. I still
1: have a license.
0: Um, you know, so
1: you know, I'm I'm licensed to um, practice law in New York. Um, yeah. I used to have a license also in D.C., but I let that kind of expire. Um, okay. Noted. But, so if I get in uh, trouble
0: down here in North Carolina, I won't try and call you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I wouldn't. You know, I'm a little rusty. I'm obviously, you know, I work on the contracts that that we enter into, yeah. and we always have to like note to our the people that we're entering into contracts with that we are lawyers, and you need to be represented. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's, I want to you know. talk a little bit more about um just your. I mean, obviously, you and you and Shannon connected. Um, you became friends. You know let's talk a little bit more about the founding of Victoria road and why you guys decided to do things a little differently. Now um, we haven't mentioned, so Shannon is your co-founder and CEO Mm -hmm. and she is actually in Dubai right now.
1: Well, she's on a plane from Lahore, Pakistan to Dubai right now. She is very sad that she missed this call, but Mm -hmm. um, her flight got delayed and, that's what's going on with her, but that's just kind of her life. Um, it's hard. She's got a lot of things going on. That's very hard to control. She's, um, she's a working mom and not only does she do this, but she is still a practicing attorney. And, um, she also is, she works for, um, uh, an infrastructure consult consulting practice, um, that does a lot of work in Pakistan, which is great for us because it allows her to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, to Pakistan. Um but um but yeah she's just she's got a crazy life (laughs) talking about crazy (laughs) lives.
0: So how you know what well I mean obviously you talked about sort of you know you grew up in a town that's like a fair trade town. Um Mm -hmm. what was sort of the what happened that made you and Shannon sit down and go we're going to start this ethical clothing line. Um, Yeah. And then, and tell me all, tell us also a little bit about what makes Victoria road different? Because um, I mean, first, let me just say this for the listeners and I know you can't see, but the, the, and you'll have to go and I'll have obviously links to um, Victoria road and everything in the show notes. But you, I mean, the, the clothing that you guys make is just beautiful. And it's oh. so well made. I mean, just the quality is, I mean, it's it's stunning. It's stunning. It really is. It's just very, but it, they're very classic pieces. You know what I mean? Now that's what
1: we're going for. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Very,
0: very classic pieces. They would be great for work. Um, church, you know, they're a little bit dressier. I mean, you could certainly dress them down easily. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're they're versatile in that way, but just very, very classic, beautiful pieces. Um, so, I would love for you to kind of share, you know, what what made you guys again decide to start <clears throat> Victoria Road and kind of how how all that got got going.
1: No, absolutely. Um, so. Shannon um, actually started traveling to Pakistan for work as an attorney um, in 2009, and you know we gotta say she, you know, she's living in DC, and at that point she had never traveled to Pakistan. She was a little apprehensive um, uh, to go to the country because you know she didn't didn't know what to expect. Yeah, and she got there, and she was just blown away by the people that she met she just on a very personal individual level she met with so many um welcoming people who just you know went out of their way to make her stay comfortable and pleasant and she formed very close friendships at an early early time um um, in her visits um going over there and at the same time she also just was blown away by the fashion the the style that the women in pakistan have is phenomenal and it's just it's just gorgeous um the jewelry like you know the embroidery work it's just exquisite um and it's it's just you know it's a south asian it's the south asian style it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. um and you know she got into that um she started actually um for work she was going back um you know, several times a month, even. Um, So she just really, I I mean, it was just circumstances that um, that got her, you know, really connected with um, people in the country. And she actually somehow Shannon, this is Shannon, she got like connected in the fashion scene and started going to fashion shows over there. Um, And, you know, she, after about a year, um, there were really devastating floods actually um they and they happen almost every year um in the interior of Pakistan there's flooding um but in 2010 it was particularly devastating and it wasn't very widely publicized in the United States and mm-hmm. she actually um got together with um some of the big designers over there to um, to put together some charity events in D.C. to raise money for the flood victims and awareness as well. Mm -hmm. And that's how she she first and then, you know, the, the idea started coming around as well. You know, she would go there and buy jewelry and buy clothes and wear it in D.C. and get all these compliments for it. And she would kind of use that as a starting point, um, for a dialogue, like, yeah, I got this in Pakistan and, and just start talking about all the beautiful things and the stories that, you know, she heard in the country. And, um, and it, it was really always like a a way for her to, to bridge the cultures and, um, and, and, you know, just, just start a dialogue um, uh, because there's, you know, there's a lot of negative stereotypes going around, you know, about that side of the world and, and just, you know, stemming from this not no personal knowledge. Um, and so she started it that way. Um, and then, you know, it, it took a few iterations. At first, um, she was thinking she would just buy clothes from um, established designers over there and kind of um, that wanted – a US outlet um and so we would you know have like an online marketplace where we would buy from artisans and from established designers. Always it was always an important piece that, that we always checked out how the designers were getting their um clothes manufactured and making sure that the people who were um producing their clothes were being treated well. Right. Um, that was always always part of it. Um, but we, you know, after the first season of, you know, purchasing and selling that was in 2014, we realized it would be better just for our brand and, and, and just for to help, um, the designers that we were working with to actually help them on the sourcing and production side as well. Yeah. Um, when we were sourcing just from the designers and they were taking care of their sourcing and production, they, it was hard for us to know, you know, where materials were coming from. And, and we always had this, you know, this ethical bent as well. You know, we wanted to make sure everything was sourced ethically and, and make sure, you know, down the line, um, you know, we weren't supporting any mistreatment of anyone. Um, And so, um, so that made it easier for us to kind of um, get a grip on where everything was coming from it also just helped us in terms of sizing and fit and just like you know keeping the 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 general aesthetic you know um where we wanted to go with it so but the but the the thing that's different about us is we're lawyers we are not designers so this was always to showcase Pakistani design and particularly we wanted to showcase emerging women Pakistani designers um who are just so talented and just the whole the culture aesthetic is so talented we didn't want to you know appropriate misappropriate that and just say like you know we're designing stuff that looks like it's from Pakistan and we're producing it in Pakistan but like we want we want Pakistani women to be to be designing this, not us. Yeah, um, we're, we're not the designers. So that is something that we've always found important.
0: Yeah. I think that's so, I love that that, cause that's a very unique model in a lot of ways in the ethical fashion world is a lot of times what you see, and not that this is bad at all, I'm, but just a lot of times what you see is you might have an artisan in a particular country or a particular community that has a skill. And then usually the designs are done in the United States, and then given to the artisan in their country. And so they're doing, while they, you know, they love what they do, and while they are obviously very skilled and very talented, it's not necessarily their design, it's just more their skill. Um, And I love that you guys really are just like, you know what? There are people in Pakistan who have amazing talents. I mean, and especially if you just kind of go around the web, I mean, the designs, again, like I said earlier, are just beautiful. Everything is just so unique. Um, You know, you've got everything from, you know, just the sweetest little girls dresses and and (laughs) tunics. Um, You've got, you know, beautiful handbags, beautiful jewelry, and then women's clothing, you know, tops, tunics, dresses, um, you know, lots of really unique layering pieces. There's this one poncho that is just like, it's it's so beautiful. The Natalia Poncho. Yeah. It's so yeah, unique and yeah, so beautiful. Um, that was
1: totally her. Yeah.
0: That actually yeah. looks like, to me, the first time I saw it, I was like, Olivia Pope would wear that. If anybody is a <laughs> Scandal fan, I'm like, that is an Olivia Pope Poncho if I've ever seen one. so But, I mean, really, it's just very unique and very beautiful. And you can just see that these designers, you know, these native designers just have so much talent. And I love that you guys are just really kind of coming alongside them and just say and lifting them up and saying like, "Here, you have this beautiful skill. You have this, um, you know, these beautiful materials. Like, we're just going to support you." Um, And I I love that because it's like I said, it's just it's it is unique in the in the ethical fashion world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're really excited about it. And Shannon does have a background, actually, in. in making clothes. I mean, she's made clothes with her mother, um, you know, her whole life (laughs) growing up doing that. And so, um, speaking to the construction and that's kind of where we also, um, try to add value is, um, we train all of, um, our producers that work in our, um, in our workshop. And I haven't really talked that much about, our, um our fair trade workshop in Lahore. We make sure the producers who you know um, run the sewing machines are stitchers and seamsters, they they come with a great skill, but we just kind of you know teach them certain techniques that are that make sure that the clothes are durable. Um, and we also train them in just quality control and you know, quality control in terms of sizing and in terms of, um, stitch, stitching as well. Yeah. Um, and make sure that, you know, the quality is good. Um, but yeah, we, the other really exciting thing about, I'm sorry, I'm going to launch into this. (laughs) The other really, um, exciting and we think unique, um, thing about, uh, Victoria Road is that we have this completely vertically integrated, um, workshop, um, in Lahore, Pakistan. Um, it is owned and run by our partner, um, Motshim Jawaid. He's our, uh, director of global logistics. Um, but, um, Victoria Road has, has helped fund the factory and we pay for, um, all of our, uh, workers' salaries, um, which we, think is very important to have salaried workers instead of being uh, paid by piece, um, which is uh, unfortunately what happens in a lot of, um, in a lot of the garment industry, um, is that workers are paid by piece and and get docked if, you know,
0: um,
1: but, uh, but at any rate, um, we, uh, you know, we've, we've at this factory, um, our in-house designer Farina works, um, with the pattern master to develop designs, and Shannon goes there twice a month. She was just there, um, which is why she's on a plane now. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know, she really works um, closely um, uh, with Farina and with our other designers um, it, to develop the designs. Um, just mainly, just to make sure that they'll be good for in a, um, a Western aesthetic and, and our aesthetic and then the the designs are developed there with the pattern master sampling is done there at the factory um and then production is done there and you know Mochim is our uh, the one who goes out and sources um um along with some of his team there and there we employ about 12 people total it's a very small team um but they're like a family um and you know it's um, it's a pretty great situation, um, but the fact that everything is happening there um, at the same time also makes us pretty nimble, and it allows us to do things like we can customize for customers, we can, you know, we can tweak things um, pretty quickly, and it also means that um, we have a zero-waste policy Um over there we we do not throw away fabric um every all remnants are kept and we try and figure out something else to do with them
0: I love most it. of
1: yeah most of our girls clothes are made from remnants of the women's um embroidered fabrics um and you know that's kind of how we use that um we're thinking about launching into um home decor Ooh. because i think um I'm, well, this is, I'm just, I've been thinking about it because I think pillows and, you know, um, bolsters are a great way of, um, of using the scrap fabrics, but we'll see. (laughs) But we're always trying to think creatively about, you know, um, how to reduce waste because we, we just, we don't throw away um, because we think that that's one of the, one of the bad parts about the fashion industry right now is all the waste it creates.
0: Oh, yeah. People have no idea. Just like, I mean, how many, it's like thousands of gallons of water it takes to make like one shirt. I mean, it's, oh, gosh. Like, yeah, it's no, crazy. No. And just how, um, you know, how much fabric just gets thrown away, you know, because when you're doing the cuts and then you're inevitably going to have like some scrap fabric. But, you know, what, what do you do with it? And I just, I love that you guys really try to just incorporate all of it. And you guys also have some el- something else. Um, you you kind of hit, you know, or touched on it earlier, but just what you guys call the inclusive supply chain. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I I love that as well. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Sure, sure. I I mean, so we obviously um, we take the time to meet with um, all of our suppliers, um, particularly you know, the suppliers um, that we're we're going to be working with the most. One particular story is we get a lot of embroidery done. And a lot of our embroideries are actually machine embroideries because they cover the entire garment. And this is just, you know, for the look, this is how our des- our designers, you know, want to have it done. Um, it's just another process. Um, and, you know, we, we do have some hand artisan embroidery, um, but we also use machine embroidery. We do both. Um, but the machine embroidery that we use, um, most of it is uses um, something called a multi head and it's a very giant machine and, you know, they're expensive. And so you, you usually have to outsource this and we use um, a shop that's um, in Lahore and owned and run by a woman. And, um, and we have spent countless hours uh, with her and, we we know a lot about you know how she runs her shop. We know ab- about her pay scale. You know, we had to report on this when um, when we were in- applying for the Fair Trade Federation um, because rightly they you know are very concerned with how um, all of the members of our supply chain are are treated and as are we. And so um, you know it's uh, we we try to favor women suppliers as much as possible. Um, if we can find a woman-owned business that supplies um, what we're looking for, um, you know, as long as the quality is good, we will, we will use that, that business. We also have a woman-run uh, weaving place that we get all of our custom woven fabrics um, from. We love supporting that. Um, we think that's very important.
0: I love that. And what can you share a little bit about some of the artisans that you've worked with or the designers? Because again, you just, you know, you guys work with just some of these people who are just so talented. How did you, how did you guys kind of discover some of them?
1: You know, it's all, you know, word of mouth and, um, just friends of friends. Shannon is quite plugged in over there yeah. <laughs> as is Motoshim. And so, um, when our, the first um, uh, designer that we started um, really working with, um, uh, even before we we went down the path of um, of producing our own clothes, um, was a woman named Nishaba Brohi, and she actually was in. Journalism, she, but around the same time that Shannon got into this, she was traveling into the interior of Pakistan after the 2010 floods and was trying to, you know, figure out how to help, help, um, the residents there. And she was seeing these women, um, artisans who were doing this beautiful applique work called really. And they also do these, this beautiful, um, jewelry, um, we have some of their necklaces still on the site. Um, and it's like this hand wrapped um, wool. It's like fabric jewelry. It's really cool. Um, but she took that and helped, you know, helped them with their designs, and you know, turned it into high fashion. And she's still, she's got an amazing label that's still growing. It's called Inaya. and we'll, you know, we're always friendly with her and um yeah. constantly trying to figure out um how to work again with her it's it's she has a very difficult um because she works um with the artisans in the interior like the the um the lead time for <laughs> her stuff yeah. is like um a lot of times it's just not worked out in on the calendar but um but we're we're still trying to figure out how to do that um the second woman that we um, worked with uh, very closely and who um, were so excited because she um, has just designed a new, um, new uh, capsule collection for us for spring 2017 um, is Natalia navid and, um,
0: and her stuff is beautiful. She,
1: gorgeous, gorgeous. I love her stuff. Um, she, um, she was working at one of the large design houses um in Pakistan and kind of wanted to go out on her own, um, last year. And we partnered with her. Um, it was our very first collection that we produced on our own. At that point we didn't even have our own factory. We were kind of working out of, um, a vetted factory, um, in Lahore. Um, we kind of had our own few, um, sewing machines kind of set aside for us. Yeah. Um, In in this partnership with that factory, and um, she, you know, that was such an amazing process. And and this is kind of um, how all of our processes go. Like we 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 kind of gave her an idea, just in words and a few you know Pinterest you know photos. You know, this is the type of silhouettes we're kind of looking for. Um, you know, we'd like, you know, some layering pieces, we'd like some shift dresses, you know, and she just took it and like, just took it to another level. Um, she, you know, she designed all of these gorgeous, um, custom embroideries all on her own. Um, she worked to get them, um, you know, ready for, um, the multi-head machine. She, um, some of the pieces, she used this beautiful Ada embroidery work, which, um, employs artisans. Um, uh, Ada work is, it's, um, it's really cool. It's like this, um, beaded embroidery work where the artisan kind of stretches the fabric across, um, a wooden frame called an Ada and, um, and, and, and does the work like that. Wow. Um, but, um, it's so, um, that's all of our super special pieces use that. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, she, she just, she took our lead. Um, she developed, you know, she came up with like the color scheme, everything proposed it to us. We had some calls, you know, said, you know, this is, we mainly said, this looks great. I don't, I don't think that we had even much, (laughs) much to say. Um, and then we really worked, um, we you know worked with the pattern master to develop the patterns and the sizing and the fit that's really where we um w- w- that's our wheelhouse where we add the most value um because we're we're very you know careful to make sure that everything fits well for the for the market and um and uh yeah and now now currently I'm so excited um we have an amazing young designer named Farina working at our um, she's our first in-house designer um, working at our um, workshop. Um, she's there every day and she does all of our design for our, um, Victoria Road branded apparel. Um, Natalia is, um, all of her stuff is N- Natalia Navid for Victoria Road. Farina um, has a beautiful background in embroideries and she's working on on the new collection and I, I, just seeing her sketches, it, it blows me away. Oh, yeah. She comes up with like the most amazing, gorgeous, like beautiful embroidery motifs and it's just her sketches. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely stunning. And so I'm so excited to see that, um, uh, those samples soon.
0: <laughs> I love it. I was actually, um, perusing if you will, the, um, <laughs> you guys, so you guys do something that's really cool as well with your sales. So you can obviously you can mm-hmm. shop online your sort of the, I don't want to say like last season, but like Sort sort no, of
1: the, the current season. The current, current or, season. Or, I mean, at this point, it's last season. Just yeah. because we kind of our our fall holiday kind of went straight to our holiday markets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: but then you guys, you guys also employ a really cool model of pre-orders, um, right? Which is which a lot of. This is actually, it's funny, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day who owns an ethical brand, and we were talking about this. Is this is actually a more common model than people realize, but it's more common in sort of the high-end market. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of high-end brands, people are like used to sort of the pre-order model. Like you order, and then it's made to order. <laughs> like it's right. it's made for you. Um, but I love that you guys kind of bridge that. Um, you know, that you kind of make it a little bit more accessible for people. Um, but yeah, so you, basically, you, you you know, you kind of go on. You look at your the the lookbook, and then you 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 place your order, and then it's I mean, it's literally like made for you,
1: right? Right. That's exactly. Um, and that it is, you know, it's part of our no waste policy. Um, we yeah. try and um, we do most of our sales through the pre order process. And when we order, you know, for the site, it's, you know, we don't we don't keep large inventories, yeah. um, mainly because, you know, we're a small brand and we don't want to have a lot left over. It's it's just wasteful in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how we bridge that. You're right.
0: I love it. I mean, and I was, I mean, the, I, particularly the Liliana party dress that I'm like staring at it <laughs> on the website. It's, it's pre, on pre-order for spring. It is mm-hmm. just the most beautiful, um, it, it's this just gorgeous kind of three quarter length sleeve dress with this sort of this deep v-neck but the the detailing on the fabric again it's just it's so unique it's not like any I mean you are just you're not going to find these pieces at Target like it's just not going to (laughs) happen like these they're just so unique they're statement pieces in a lot of ways but also have very classic cuts and classic lines and I love it Um, yeah and I love just I love your heart for this business. And I love, you know, it's as I've kind of been getting to know you over the last like, i guess you know <laughs> month and a half ish two months. Um,
1: yep.
0: i I love that you, you know, with your with your law background, you you approach it very, um obviously, you approach the business in a in a very um, business, in a business way, <laughs> but your, your, your heart and your passion for the people really comes through. And that's such a rare thing It because you, you see so many creatives or CEOs or CFOs, you know, you see so many people who kind of go into this business and they, and they might be like the creative, they might be, um, really passionate about the people, but they're like, the business side, they're like, um, I'm not sure about <laughs>
1: that's that. That's kind of how Shannon and <laughs> Shannon and I kind of complement each other. that way. So maybe, maybe you're just not getting that because you, um, you we've had most of the conversation. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, but I, I think that's I think and I and it's very clear to me too, like how well you and Shannon also work together and really fill in. Um, you know, each other's strengths and, and, and maybe, you know, where one of you uh, needs help, the other one can kind of fill in. I mean, I just, you guys are just such a great team and I love your passion for the people from the, from the top to the bottom, you know, from, from the supply chain all the way up until, you know, you guys are putting these things in stores. You just really care about the people. And that's something that just, Oh, I get so excited about it. And I, I love it. I, I just, am so, um, impressed with what you guys do and we'll sing your praises.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: so Megan, as we kind of wrap up here, (laughs) I would love for you just to kind of share quickly, um, you know, as a full time stay at home working mom, um, what do you do for fun? What do you do to relax? What do you do to kind of, um, you know, unwind?
1: Man, um, well, I should go to the gym more. My husband's constantly telling me, <laughs> me you know, too. it would
0: really help with your stress me if you too. went to the gym. Yep. And
1: I'm like, OK, when? <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. You tell me what I'm going to do. That.
1: One of my favorite things to do, um, you know, when the kids are in bed um, is to sit on the couch with. You know a, a a Boulevardier mixed by my husband and watch some great TV. <laughs> I like it. Yes,
0: <laughs> little Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Just okay. finished up. Just finished up Westworld.
0: Oh, really ooh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen. I was going to ask you. I was like, what's your what's your uh, TV of choice? Well, these
1: days? I mean, I I love Jane the Virgin.
0: Like, she I've is, heard yeah. really good things about that show. I've never seen it. It's great. I mean, she won like a Emmy the first year or something, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, I think so. She, I mean, it's just, it's brilliant. It's just, it's hilarious. And it's, it's a great, um, you know, great stress reliever. Laughter, I think, is the best medicine. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My, my latest on currently on TV obsession has been This Is Us. Have you seen that yet? No, oh, I have not. Oh my goodness. I have not. It's no. so good. It's so good. And I don't think... Even my husband loves it. Like we both watch it every week. Um we I mean we don't watch it live cuz who has actual time no, to watch no. the show while it's live on TV? Um Nobody. But I I literally don't know one person who has watched this Is us and said, "Well, that show is terrible." Like I'm gonna have to <laughs> check
1: that out. It's so good. It's
0: on NBC. <laughs> it's really good. It's right. I, I'll I'll warn you. It's funny and then you also like the next minute you're like bawling and you're like, "Why am I crying?" Oh, like it's, God. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um we're also big uh, Blacklist fans.
1: I love that show. We love yeah. the
0: Blacklist. At love Red Reddington. Blacklist. Red Reddington might be one of my favorite TV characters of all time. She's- I love, one. I love that man. I love that man. So, and then Scandal. And that's why I was saying, like, I was like, a lot of Victoria Rhodes clothing I really see on Olivia Pope. So, mm. I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to have to make
1: some calls.
0: That's what I'm saying, is I'm throwing this out there. I I don't know who is listening right now. You know, you never know. Like, who knows somebody? Knows. So, if you work for Scandal, the show, and you're in costume design, you should put Olivia Pope in some Victoria road clothing because that's what I see. Like, I mean, obviously, like I said, there's some things you can dress down, but Olivia dresses down sometimes. Um, so I think Olivia Pope needs to wear Victoria road on the show. I'm just saying, I'm just going to throw it out there. So, and if not, then maybe Kerry Washington can just wear it in real life as it is, because I mean, sounds great. You know, you're like, yes. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. sure. (laughs) I'm I'm cool with that. Awesome. So (laughs) um, how can people connect with you guys online? Um, Obviously, like I said, I will include links in the show notes, but where's the best place you think um, people should follow you?
1: Um, Right now, uh, probably the best place right now is our Instagram. Um, We're at Victoria Road NY. um, And um, I'm, I'm I'm loving our feed right now. It's a lot of my kids. So. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. And you guys are at victoria-road.com.
1: victoria-road.com is where you can find um, all of our styles.
0: Awesome. Well, I just have to thank you so much for taking the time, like I said, out of your busy schedule. Um, you are just, you're just a joy. I, again, I love your heart. I love your passion. And um, And thank you.
1: Thank you, Molly. It's it's been so great getting to know you through this process as well. I, I feel like we're we're kindred spirits. We really
0: are. We really are. We're kindred spirits. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Megan, and thank you guys so much for listening to the Business with Purpose podcast. Uh, if you liked the show, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. I would literally like I would jump through your mobile device and hug your neck if you did that. Um, it just really means the world to me, and it and it lets me know too what you guys are liking and. Um, and your emails and your comments and everything just, I mean, I, I really can't, uh, thank you guys enough for listening and be sure to share the show with a friend because that's how we're, you know, we're best able to get the word out there. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.